Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, the Shoreline Publishing podcast. And in this episode, we've got Paul Rushworth-Brown, who's going to be talking about his book, Red Winter Journey. G'day, Paul. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, Paul, I want to go uh, right back to the start, if we can, and talk about the, uh, the inspiration to write Red Winter Journey. Um, well, it's my second novel after Skullduggery. I originally started writing uh, because I, I did write a 400-page uh, book about to impress my family right back to um, the 16th, early 16th century in, in Yorkshire. Uh, so the, the, the first book, Skullduggery, um, like a mystery adventure. This is the sequel to it. So uh, it's, it's about um, Tommy Rushworth, my great-great-grandfather times nine. Um, and the story is about um, is a uh, adventure, mystery, twists and turns, romance, uh, tale about um, and and, and uh, the love of a father for his son, um, all with the uh, the English Civil War as the background. And the motivation for it was um, basically just to continue the continue the um, I suppose the, the the family saga of the Rushworths. So your inspiration for characters is taken from your family, which is marvellous. So how close to true life is the uh, other characters, or is there a little bit of fiction involved? Oh, there's a little bit of fiction, but um, the main characters are obviously uh, um, my ancestors. Um, the, the fiction, and basically what I've done is, the, the, the novel is um, historically accurate, and basically what I've done is I've come up with ways to put um, my ancestors in fictional circumstances that they, that they may have, have uh, been in at, back in uh, 1642. So what inspired you to write a family history dating back all the way to the 16th century? Well, <laughs> my father never, um, I mean, that's a good question. My father never really knew much about his roots. When he passed away, uh, I've got three children, Hayley, uh, Christopher and, and Rachel, and I uh, thought, you know, if anything ever happened to me, they'd never know. They'd never know their their roots. They'd never know where where their where their blood comes from. Uh, so I, I spent six months um, tracing it right back to a small village in in how uh, in Yorkshire called Howth that you may know from uh, Bronte country where, yep. where the Bronte sisters grew up, and all my all my ancestors lived there right back uh, as, you know from sort of like the, the early 16th century all the way to the mid 1800s where my great great grandfather. Um, was the first to move out of there to Denham, you know, a few miles down the, down, the, down the road. That's incredible, isn't it? And it's amazing what you can discover when you're on that sort of journey going back all that distance. Yeah, well, look, somebody once asked me, um, uh, you know, if, if you could go back in time, where would you go? And I obviously said, you know, I'd love to go back and, uh, you know, see my furthest away ancestor that I could find and spend a day in their life and see where they live. And when I actually wrote um, Skullduggery and Red Winter Journey, um, doing the research for it and writing the, 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 the story, um, it's almost like stepping back in time for me. It's like uh, it's, it's a real escapism. I'm really excited about this, this novel. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, 
historical fiction, obviously, but there's a twist. You know, there's there's a romance. There's there's um, you know there's uh, sort of like battles going on, but then they're just sort of like the backdrop to to um, to the to the main uh, bittersweet family saga that's that's carrying on. And Tommy's uh, father, you know, who who um, leaves with his drunken grandfather because Tommy's actually um, kidnapped by the parliamentary army and taken off to fight in the English Civil War. So it's a love of a father and a father that, that go on this um, this trek to uh, try and find their, their son and their grandson and save him from, from a war that none of them wanted any part of. You're, uh, you've mentioned that your, uh, your inspiration to write is your wife, so here's your chance to um, have a shameless plug. <laughs> Look, my wife is uh, probably, probably my biggest crit- critic and my, and my biggest fan. Um, yeah, uh, she um, she tells me when it's rubbish, tells me when it's good. Uh, she holds no, holds no uh, holds nothing back. And yeah, I think as an author, you've really got to. Uh, that's, I suppose one of my strengths is when I started writing, I took on a lot of feedback from from a lot of readers and a lot of people, and I've incorporated that in, in, into Redwinter Journey. Um, and, and because it's uh, uh, historically accurate, I mean, there's a lot of words and, and phrases and um, things that happen in Redwinter Journey that we've lost you know and um you know so one of the uh i suppose the complaint that sort of like some of the feedback that i got was that you know with skullduggery people had to get on google and try and figure out what a particular word or phrase was yep. whereas with red winter journey i've, I've actually included a, a, a glossary okay. and um so it makes it a lot easier because some of those terms you're going back um pre-shakespeare who of course had so many of the terms uh, he wrote himself so you're going back pre those times yeah, yeah, and um, you know, like uh, when you think about it, a lot of those words and and um, you know, a word such as fod poodle, yep, right, who's who's a stupid man, you know, um, and um, you know, we're losing all that, we're losing, it. and and if if somebody doesn't start writing about it, and like some of the old um, um, ceremonies, and I suppose a lot a lot of a lot of the old sort of like um, uh, fears that people had, you know. I mean, it's amazing, sort of like, um, it's, it's a real, sort of, I suppose, snapshot into the way that people lived on, on at that time. Did you find yourself dealing with that language and that, that language created a writer's block, or was that able to be um, beaten by, the writer's block was beaten by the use of this language where you had to research a bit? Um, I, I very rarely uh, suffer with writer's block. Um, I mean, I just write, and, uh, you know, as I've, as I've mentioned, Previously, I never plan anything. I just write and I research, research very heavily so that um, people can actually, you know, get a get a glimpse in, into into that time. And um, you know, I mean, read, reading Red Winter Journey, it's like stepping back in time. What makes but Red Winter Journey? Oh, sorry. What, what makes Red Winter Journey different to Skullduggery, even though it's a similar line? What makes Red Winter Journey different to Skullduggery? Um, obviously, you know, the more you write. The, uh, uh, the the better writer you become, um, and as I say, uh, you know you, you have you have your ups and downs. Um, I'm I, what I was when I first wrote Skullduggery, um, and uh, you know I mean it's uh, it's a long journey. Is there a third book we're working on um, after Skullduggery? Oh, definitely, and yeah. Journey. Yeah, How- well, you know I, I've always like held the uh, the opinion that an author should have. I should be editing one novel, writing another one, and marketing another one. So 
Yep. I'm just going through the, the, the primary editing process for my third novel, which is called Dream of Courage. And that's um, it's quite an interesting project because I've actually, um, it, the setting is, is um, it's more away from the, the, the moors of Yorkshire and a lot of it takes place um, in, uh, in, in places like The Haven, in Leeds, and it gives you a really, really good picture of what Leeds may have been like um, back, back in the 17th century, or yeah, beginning of the 17th century, and you know the markets and and um, how people spoke, and um, you know that that point um, in in England, you know, this is a time of witches where people were terrified of witches, where there was witch finders, where there was um, you know stagecoaches were held up by highwaymen and all that type of thing. So it's it's very very uh, different to, to my last two novels. So they're very much a, a story of the family history as well as a, as a fictional novel or sort of historical fiction. The, the story of your family history yourself involves yeah. some time in Canada. Can you tell me about your time there? Yeah, well, um, I lived in England until I was about 10 and then I moved to Canada with uh, my mother, went to high school in, in, uh, in Canada for what, 10 years. Um, and then I left Canada in, um, in 1982 and came to Australia. My father was Australian. He'd uh, moved over here when he was, uh, oh, it would have been back in the back in the uh, late sixties. Yep. And so I came over here to get, to, you know, to spend some time with him and that, and um, and stayed. So was, it, was your father a ten-pound pom? Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, and, and sorry. And, and, and how does it work having a ten-pound pom as a father and yourself being a professional footballer? Um, oh, it's, I mean, it's amazing where 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 life takes you, isn't it? Um, I mean, I uh, I was only nineteen when I came to Australia, and um, and I mean, strangely that you, you talk about a ten pound pom is because um, in a in an interview that I had um, a couple of weeks ago, somebody said to, to ask me, and I said to him, I said, you know, I've got a I've got a um, an idea about sort of like coming for, forward. To sort of like the, the 50s and actually writing writing another novel yep. about the about the adventures of a 10 pound bomb i suppose you've got uh, you've got no shortage of inspiration now if you're going back as far as you know, the 1500s you've got no shortage of inspiration coming through to the 21st century have you no 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 uh, but, but getting back to your, your um your question um you know from a 10 pound pom to to a professional soccer player i mean um you know Football's always been been part of my life. Um, you know, I played in England, played professionally in Canada, uh, played um, professionally over here. Uh, well, not, not so much professionally, but at a very high standard. Um, and um, yeah, look, I've coached national team and, and a state team, and um, yeah, it's just always been part of my life. But now, obviously, writing's taken taken over. It's funny where life takes you, and uh, hopefully for the listeners, it'll take them to shorelinepublishing.com.au where they can search Paul Brown or Paul Rushworth Brown. Paul Rushworth and they, Brown. And they can find Ribbon of Journey, hopefully, and, uh, and get a copy as soon as possible. Um, Paul, thank you so much for your time. It's been a, a great little podcast this one. Yeah, thanks, mate. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.